0: Hi, I'm Kim Vu. Welcome to Vietnola, the show about being Vietnamese in New Orleans. Vietnola is our window into our Vietnamese community in New Orleans and a bridge to Vietnam. We're a member of the family of shows on the podcast network itsneworleans.com. Xin chào quý vị. Đây là bài Vietnola, chương trình phát hành về cộng đồng Việt Nam and New Orleans. Vietnola là một canh cửa để nhìn vào cộng đồng New Orleans và một cạnh nối với quê hương. Vietnola mot So, Jing Zian, Trung Phap Hang podcast, itsneworleans.com. Today on the show, we'll have a conversation with our guests, Tom Lasher and Dr. Mai Do. American Tom Lasher and Vietnam native Mai Do have been married since 2009. Originally from Vietnam, Mai is a medical doctor and came to New Orleans to teach at Tulane University's School of Public Health, just after having finished her PhD at Johns Hopkins When Tom met Mai in 2007 at a coffee house on Magazine Street, he was still living in Portland, Oregon at the time, and had been hired as a consultant to come to New Orleans to assist in community redevelopment after Hurricane Katrina. They married two years later and now have two children, ages one and three. Since their marriage, they've spent time in Vietnam virtually every year visiting her family, all the while calling New Orleans home. Today, they've agreed to come on Vietnola to talk to me about living in New Orleans as a biracial couple, binational couple with children, and strong ties to Vietnam. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on. I know both of you are really busy, so we're all excited to have you. I'm <laughs> uh, First, First question, Mai, is for you. When you first moved to the US, Did you envision yourself marrying an American, let alone a Caucasian American?
1: Not in a million
0: years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So You were were starting your
0: PhD. How old were you at the time? Well,
1: um, I actually came to the U.S. for for the first time in uh, 2007, and that was for my master's program, uh, also at Johns Hopkins. I was 24 at the time. And you had yeah. already become
0: a doctor in Vietnam, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just finished my medical degree the year before. Okay. Um, so you're a young Vietnamese doctor. Very young. I remember, t- yeah. world was before you. <laughs> you're going to the United States mm-hmm. to a very prestigious school. Marriage to Tom Lasher was not not on, <laughs> not on the forefront. Huh?
1: <laughs> Never thought about it, but, um, uh, but as I was listening to your introduction, I was thinking... One thing that came into to my mind is that I had to thank the American culture, at least some aspect of it. And to me it's the a woman going to the coffee shop alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that right, in Vietnam. You know, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no. No, right, yeah. right. right. Uh, even up until
1: was your recent, office. Huh? That yeah, was your that, office.
2: that that yeah.
1: I love going to co- the coffee shop to uh-huh. do my work reading, grading, or uh, writing paper. Mm-hmm. and you don't do that in Vietnam yeah. until, and even for me up until recently maybe a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, whenever I came to, to back to Vietnam and I would go to a coffee shop to do some work by myself mm-hmm. people would look at me like what, <laughs> what is this woman doing here why is she by herself where is the husband where, where is her husband right, <laughs> right, right,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> I once I once <laughs> took a book to a bia hơi by myself alright um, in Hanoi yeah where you get kind of a quick Beer, you know, homemade beer on the street. Mm -hmm. And people looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you could tell. You can tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm glad that I could do
1: that here in Uh the US. Uh And therefore I met Tom Mm -hmm. and um,
0: have the family call this place home and everything. Uh huh. Yeah. So it, I mean, it sounds Mm -hmm. like it must have been the idea must. probably was a little intimidating you know the idea of dating a Caucasian when it sounds like you know you had no intention to stay here permanently like you were you thinking of taking your PhD back to Vietnam and working there or
1: um I actually I, uh, I stay open-minded at the time mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't feel like I have to go back I don't feel like I have to stay here either mm-hmm. I was just going where I could find a good job,
0: mm-hmm. a good job. and yeah. your folks <laughs> your both your parents are doctors correct mm-hmm. and they did they study overseas
1: um they had their medical degrees in Vietnam mm-hmm. but they both did their PhD overseas mm-hmm.
0: in what countries
1: uh, my father did it in Russia okay uh, and my mother did it in uh, Czechoslovakia, uh-huh. the former Czech republic. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So the idea of you coming to the United States was not so foreign to them, right? Uh, I mean, they were used to studying.
1: Yes, yeah. Although they were still, a little, I guess they must be a little un- uncomfortable about me going abroad by myself. Okay. That was actually my first time living abroad by myself. So.
0: And your mother did she know did she was she married to or know your father when she studied abroad?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, When she was doing her PhD, I was already in uh, high school. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. So my
2: mom was actually uh, the student of my father. Oh, in medical school.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a, clarification. That's probably like not very common. (laughs) It happens. It happens. It happens so you have a family that's pretty established in Hanoi at 24 in Vietnam to be unmarried as a woman I know when I was living there that was unusual is that still unusual there today um I do I don't want to say
1: so and Mm -hmm. even for me at the time it wasn't that unusual Mm -hmm. it wasn't as big of a problem Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was really a big problem when I Came back for the second time for my PhD. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so after my master, I went back to Vietnam, okay. worked for a year. Okay. Then uh, in two thousand, I had to decide whether I would go back here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go back to the US for PhD, and mm-hmm. I was twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. And Can I interrupt here for a second? Yeah. You should,
2: you should explain why it was a problem for you to come back for your PhD. I
1: was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to come back. that, but but everyone in my family thought that I would stay home. I had, a, I had a couple of really good jobs there, with uh-huh. great mm-hmm. prospects. So um, career-wise, I was good. Mm-hmm. The only problem was that I was unmarried. <laughs> 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 uh, so, um, so so everyone in my family wanted me to stay home and get married. Find a
0: husband.
1: Yeah, because I cause they knew that I, if I went to the US, got a PhD degree mm-hmm. at that age, there would be no hope.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is a very familiar story. <laughs> yeah. But no hope. No.
2: <laughs> too smart. Unmarriable. Yeah.
0: Unma- right
1: unmarriable. <laughs> this is <not> mar- <laughs> it's material.
0: Uh, actually, you know, Bibo, who runs Married Queen of Vietnam. What's his name? Uh, Thuân. Okay. He says, Kim, you're too strong-minded for a Vietnamese man. Mm. <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> Um. So, Tom, you were in Starbucks. It,
2: no, no, no. Like, no <laughs> it was, no, uh, no. It was community. <laughs> a small queue. Like your Portland side is coming out. Yeah. No. So you, were,
0: you, were in, you were in community coffee at the time. Things,
2: yeah, things were pretty. Um, they they weren't like they are now. You know, the, we've got these boutique coffee shops here in New Orleans now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just kind of stumbled into. Um, community coffee and, and Maya was in line with me. Uh-huh. So we started chatting. I needed information because I was considering the move and she uh she really didn't <laughs> she didn't help very much. She was pretty quiet, but I just kept Cause talking. She didn't
1: all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> jump in <laughs>
2: but but uh so I was I was here and um the folks I was uh I, they, they pretty much had offered me the job. They didn't even really know me. There was no interview. They are like, you're, you're hired. Mm-hmm. At the time, what I didn't know was that they didn't even have the project yet. Okay. So I, this I was didn't... was that
0: Nora. No,
2: no, it was long or... before that. No, okay. I, was, I was working... Um, I, uh, it was Louisiana Solutions. It was a uh, LLC. Consulting firm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a partnership of two, two firms in the area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So um, you were
0: considering a move. You thought she'd be...
2: And I literally wasn't considering the move at the time. I was, you know, it was kind of, it was a free trip. And what they told me, and I I got more excited at the time, is that you're going to be in charge of this and this and this. And among them uh, was that I would go down, I would have some responsibility for projects down in um, uh, St. Bernard Parish, which Mm -hmm. I'd never even heard of. And <coughs> I'm not sure that Maya had either.
1: I had. I had. Uh, bet so...
2: Yeah, the yeah. parents One of the
0: more the, yeah. devastated. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, that mm-hmm.
1: was after Katrina. So, mm-hmm. of course, everybody heard about it.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, I, I resolved that I mm-hmm. should drive down there and see what there was to see. And I invited mine and, and she is always game for an adventure. So, she uh, she came with me. Yeah. And, uh, he was a sport. He, yeah. he wanted <laughs> to, to go with <laughs> me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, what would
2: your parents think if you told
0: them you were going to go in a car with the stranger you met at a coffee um, house Oh, it gets by better yourself. than that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, I didn't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so continue.
2: Um, well, anyway, it, it, we, we did the drive. We spent a few hours. Uh, we saw, um, you know, saw the parish and um, we... Uh, now, that's a romantic
0: first date, Tom. It wasn't. <laughs> a, yeah, a
2: girl <laughs> th- I'll tell <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> young I don't know if any of, like us, of us either of us post Katrina devastation <laughs> in St. <Saint> Bernard <laughs> Parish. That's so, so exciting. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so exciting. <laughs>
2: uh, we, um, yeah, we. I, I, I don't even know if either of us thought of it as a date at the time. I mean, because at the time, you know, she was talking about, um, you know, just it gets back to one of your questions earlier. She was thinking that she wanted to go live in in Cambodia and mm-hmm. do some work there. Uh, yeah, the, I,
1: I thought eventually I would want to do something. That's where she yeah, wanted to be. In Cambodia, yeah.
2: So I, I didn't, and at the time I wasn't thinking. You know, I thought this is a nice trip. This is a great way to kind of um, uh, get a, a take a little vacation on somebody else's dime, <laughs> right. and. Uh, and it was nice to have... Recovery s- work in New Orleans. Right. <laughs> okay. And, and so, some, uh, so it was nice to have somebody to, to, to come along with me. And um, so we, we had our little drive down there and came back, had lunch, I think. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then I drove to the airport and <laughs> I didn't know if I'd ever see her again. But
0: you exchanged information, obviously. We did.
2: We did. Okay. And we, we stayed in touch. And, um, so. Uh,
0: now let's, let's fast forward to the courtship. So you were living in Portland. Where are you originally... Where did you grow up?
2: Uh, in Vermont, in Burlington. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right.
0: So you are starting to court a woman from an incredibly traditional culture. <laughs> what was that like?
2: You know, um, my... I guess I mean, in some ways... I, I wouldn't say that she's all that traditional.
0: No, but she comes from a traditional yeah. culture. Yeah.
2: Um, I think... Jeez, I... The thing, the thing, just the thing about Mai is that you know, just with her education, and and I think the outlook that her family has, um, they every single one of them has traveled quite a bit. Her parents, I mean, there's not a continent they haven't been on aside from Antarctica, and um, they're very, very open. And I think that that's one of the things in a lot of ways that mm-hmm. you know, when you have students that come here study abroad from Vietnam and places like that. They tend not tend to, be to be very be open. A little
0: more worldly, or well, very worldly, in well, fact. Maybe you think I—I I don't obviously? know. I mean,
2: I, we we know quite a few, and um, you know, and some 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 are some are like that. But, but
1: most of them would be very traditional. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, I think I think it's a
2: like, lot of them get your
0: education and come back home,
2: right? And a lot of them come, and they they have. I think more often it's the case that they they're coming for math or science or something like that, and you know, my's uh, I think. Even though she studied as a doctor, I think that she's got kind of more of a, a social Public scientist health, bent, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's um, she's always game for for experience and, and stuff like that. And you find um, we have friends that have come here to study and they they hardly leave their their apartment, you know, and they they eat Vietnamese food. That's all they eat, you uh-huh, know. Uh-huh, you uh-huh. know, it was never a problem getting my to go out for a slice of pizza. or you know, <laughs> Italian. Just long I don't have to cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so.
0: And your and your parents? How did your parents react when you? Um,
2: my parents are very. I, I think they're for one thing they were used to me, um, <laughs> dating outside of our our you know our, I guess our culture. I mean, my I come from a family. My dad's from uh, New York City, and my mom's from uh, um, from Vermont, but French Canadian, mm-hmm. and uh, I you know we i grew up catholic and mm-hmm. um really i think they'd kind of given up on on me dating somebody that was i guess like us right <laughs> right right so and they were actually when they met my they were so happy that they they really had no issues great yeah
0: and your family how did they react
1: oh i think by the time i told them they was just so happy that i was getting married finally <laughs> finally <laughs> just dating someone <laughs>
2: Somebody who wasn't provincial.
0: <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I was saved. Right, right, right. right, right, right. <laughs> saved you from the horror
2: of spinsterhood. <laughs> oh, no. but,
1: but when they, I mean when they met Tom, I think the first time it was on Skype.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they were very happy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
2: But they didn't hear about me from her. They had to hear about me from somebody else. It oh, of took course. Took a while. They
0: probably had you know. Oh, my parents when my sister they found a pic- they saw a picture of her some some of their friends went to visit mm. my sister in Hong Kong she was working at the refugee camps at the time this was in the 90s and her husband is a french caucasian man mm. very nice and there is a picture and in the very corner you could see my sister kind of holding hands with him and they flew to Hong Kong Four days later. Four days later. Oh, they interrogated their friends as to the nature of this young man that was seen with their hands, you know, with his hand around my sister's hand. I mean, it was... They that actually was a knew a lot about him before they met before yeah. my sister introduced them. So yeah. probably, I'm guessing, maybe a similar situation. Kind of, yeah. Mine's <laughs> my, good at keeping secrets. Yeah. <laughs> So at what point did you two realize you're going to s- create roots here in this country together?
2: Um, I think uh, when we decided back in 2010, we, we'd been married, we got married in 2009. And uh, when we bought the house in 2010, that we're sitting in now. And uh, you know that was a big deal for both of us because neither of us had owned a house before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, be- that and the fact that at the same time, mm-hmm. We're buying the house. Maya was like eight months pregnant. (laughs) So you
0: did it all at once. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that's.
0: I want to hear a little bit more about your relationship with the Vietnamese community in New Orleans. Um, But first I want to go to our segment, Vietiquette, where we explore the quirks and the charm of culture and etiquette both here in, um, in the Vietnamese New Orleans and in Vietnam. So Tom, you shared the fact that your northern vietnamese that you're studying so hard in the months you've been there is completely useless here yeah and that's probably a little (laughs) bit overstated that's a little bit overstated (laughs) that was a quote from you yeah (laughs) i know i know um
2: i think i i I do that to keep Mm -hmm. people's expectations low but um no i remember uh when i got you know i was we're there this summer um we're in vietnam in hanoi for uh Uh, For two well together for two months, yeah, Mm -hmm. for two months, and then I came back for a week and I returned. But during that one week, I remember I um, we went to see we uh, the guy that repairs our cars is Vietnamese over on the West Bank, Tommy Lee. I'll give him a shout out. And uh, (laughs) Tommy Lee's too. (laughs) And uh, so we um, I went there to to get the car worked on, and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna you know he he quoted me a price, and I'm like Ning, (laughs) and he looked at me. You know, that's, Ning is a thousand. Uh-huh. And he looks at me like, huh? <laughs> oh, and, man. Right, and I said, like, right, right, like, right, right, Ning, right. Ning. <laughs> <laughs> and so he, I said, I said, finally I said, you know, after a blank look from him, I'm like, a thousand. And he says, oh, it's like Nyan. Yeah, right. Yeah, nyan. <laughs> right so that was, that was just the beginning. I mean, I, I I kind of, I knew to expect it, but I think um, it was, it, it's it's tough, you know, to, you know, it's it's hard enough, you know, in, in the north in Vietnam when I when I speak in Vietnamese and people have a hard time understanding me, you know. But I thought maybe here I would, um, you know, with people that that knew me and knew my accent and and whatever. I thought that maybe it would be a little bit easier with them, and it turns out that wasn't the case.
0: Tom, people here don't even Vietnamese people here, many don't think I'm Vietnamese at first. Really? So don't feel bad. Okay. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why
2: they not? think I, I'm too big. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're really
0: big. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, ah, bien ha? you know? Uh, the second oh. I say like, hello, like, Xin and they're like, oh, you huh?" <laughs> <Sorry. laughs>
2: I'll tell you though, I mean, I, like yesterday, I was over in the East. I was at, a, I went to visit the folks at MQVN. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I saw the um, the the folks, the ladies that work at the door and help people when they come come in, and I said to uh, to one of them hom," um, uh, and uh, and she understood me right away. So I was I was I was happy about that. And, uh,
0: every every step counts. Yeah, so. and I'll tell
2: you what you know when when a guy like me comes in and speaks Vietnamese, even a single word of it, people are so excited. Yeah,
0: you know, people are yeah. so excited, and that's yeah. just not just
2: here, but it's in, in Vietnam. I mean, it goes mm-hmm. so far, you know.
0: I actually went um I took a motorbike from with a friend from Hanoi to Halong Bay, Halong Bay. Mm. And the friend Sounds grueling. Is, it was so fun though. And it was an old Minsk. So these mm. Russian-issued motorcycles circa, you know, nineteen oh god, nineteen ten or something. You know, I mean like they're just like really old Russian motorcycles. Really fun. And the guy I was with was British. He was getting a P- his PhD at Yale, and, which has a very um, prestigious Vietnamese studies program. And so he spoke Vietnamese. And so we were going through these little villages. And he's about six five. This British guy speaking Vietnamese. I mean, entire villages would come out to see this. <laughs> and people were so excited. And you know, I, I've, I've always felt that you know, even the smallest effort is very much appreciated yeah, yeah. By Vietnamese
2: people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's great.
0: So keep keep at the hard work.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So speaking of New Orleans East and the West Bank uh, and the kind of smaller outliers um, of New Orleans that have strong Vietnamese communities, I know uh, my that you worked with a four, um, previous guests on the show Kathleen Carlin and Mark Van Landingham um, doing some public health studies about the vietnamese Mm -hmm. american community here Mm -hmm. in new orleans Uh, what has been your experience as a vietnamese national working with vietnamese people who have been here for you know a good chunk of their lives decades at this point what has that been like um well to me it's the
1: greatest privilege Mm -hmm. to work with them and especially talking to the old people Mm -hmm you can learn so much from them, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, the whole experience of them. Many people here in New Orleans are from the north who moved to the south mm-hmm. in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of connect it right away because I'm from the north. I speak Vietnamese with a northern accent. Many of the old people speak Vietnamese with a northern accent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. And then, so talking with them it's always interesting. You learn so much about their the whole experience of moving to the South mm-hmm. in 1954 <laughs> and then moving to the U.S. after 1975. Um, what a hardship that that they had mm-hmm. during that period and uh, how they endure everything.
0: So it sounds like it's been pretty warm, mm. C- correct?
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so there were some Reluctance. there was some reluctance at the beginning
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but uh, I mean it's a very it's a very uh, small number of people I say that uh-huh, but most people in the community they love to talk to me mm-hmm. or anyone who wants to go and ask them about their lives mm-hmm. uh, and about their experience because really they don't have that many opportunities to talk with anyone right even in their families
0: and you're also you're talking about mm-hmm. a population that is still uh not bilingual, mostly they're speaking Vietnamese with their family, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. That's the uh the population that we uh, we uh, work mostly with. Mm-hmm. The middle age and older population. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance. I, I I hope to be able to work with the younger generation. Uh uh-huh. But haven't had many chances.
0: Maybe in the future work some work with Mary Queen of Vietnam. Mary or, Queen, uh, Vela. Mm-hmm. Vela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be good. Um, and Tom. <laughs> Before you met Mai, were you spending much time in the East or in the Vietnamese neighborhoods, the West Bank and the East? No, I
2: mean, not not at all. I mean, I, I was really, you know, uh, in Portland, there there's a good Vietnamese population there, but I hardly ever ate Vietnamese food or even really got to know the Vietnamese culture. Hmm. Um, it wasn't until I met Mai. Uh, I mean, I went to Vietnamese restaurants maybe once or twice, but I had a, no idea what I was seeing on the menu. and uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And what so,
0: was Chinese food like, right. for the fearful, and what was actually Vietnamese? Food.
2: Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I remember
0: yeah. when we started dating, the only Vietnamese food
1: that he knew was salad rolls, <laughs> spring oh, rolls. So, that's oh, that's yeah. what you call it. Gwen. I call it spring rolls, Right. he calls sal- salad rolls. Right, that right, he had right. in <laughs> Poland. <laughs> so I introduced him to pho and after that he only he hadn't
0: even had fur <laughs> no yet. I, hadn't, I but, hadn't but then I after hadn't. that he,
1: he only had fur for like every time we went out for Vietnamese he only had fur for like a couple of years <laughs> and
2: I <laughs> even at places where you shouldn't have fur yeah, <laughs> yeah so I
1: told him like you have to try something else something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so finally, <laughs> finally.
0: Uh, yeah finally he, he would try out. something
1: else and like mũn <laughs> Oh yeah, nah, Come he, on. he fell. Oh, bangsao, you think Yeah,
2: And now, I mean, I, like from our, my, my, especially my most recent trip to Vietnam, you know, the things I tried, it was, it was amazing. You know, bunop chui do. I love saying that. Well. You know what that is. Good right? for you. Yeah. The snails. I yeah. mean, that's yeah.
0: not someone who was afraid to eat pho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you no, know, but there, there are
2: times when you pretty much, I mean, it, it's put in front of you and you really can't refuse it. Right, you either know, you're
0: going to break someone's heart right. or you're going right. to eat the, the snail. <laughs> <laughs> well, the snail wasn't put in front
1: of you. We had to order it. No, no, but I think the first
2: time I had it was at when your, your mom's housekeeper uh, made it for us. Yeah. It was just terrific. and I, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Also known, I mean, There's a place in the West Lake. Um, there's an area of little cafes. When I lived there at least, there's like six or seven in a row. Known for their oak? Yeah. Yeah. And like they had medicinal Mm. spices in them, so it's so they'd be like good for you. Like it's a health snail. We went to
2: one,
1: remember we went to one on the West Lake. Which one? Uh I think before we left and we had snail. So with the so whole family, with my oh,
2: yeah. entire
1: extended family. Oh, yeah. it's so
2: yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. I used yeah. miss Vietnam. The Kwan Gap miss. Map. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we, we had a lot of uh, family, extended family gatherings when we were in Vietnam.
0: Well, and, naturally, right? Yeah, you're, and you was always a yeah. rough food. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I, I have to say, though, I also had it once um, in this alley near Don Swan Market which oh, was... Oh,
0: I'm so... It still exists. That's oh, great. yeah. You know the alley? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Dunk's
2: one Al- yeah. uh, It's the alley. It's called Dunk's one. Oh, it's so good. Have, you know... Wow,
0: that's great. 50 that it's still.
2: little stalls, mm-hmm. and they're all terrific.
0: I worry, you know, I lived there in 2000, and I came back to visit just for two weeks in 2000 and I guess four. And even in those four years, mm-hmm. it changed so much. And Sometimes I wonder, is it going to be the Hanoi that was still so exciting and vibrant and alive to me? And the little alleys of, you know, that one woman who makes that one dish and, you know, Mm -hmm. for the past 15 years. I, I worry that that level of tradition, the pride in in being specialists, if that's gonna leave when modernity continues to develop. But yeah. It's still there. Yeah, people still know like that it. you
1: only should go to, to like those food stalls that, that are specialized in wanting. Right, yeah. like beng Yeah, <laughs> You love beng It's so <laughs> it's hard so to like,
0: find like good beng One here, you know. <laughs> in California, you can. Where can you get it here? You know, it's Let like, alone
2: get it good, but.
0: <laughs> there's a good Bank One at um, Bamiyan. Okay. But it's not a northern banh Like, they wrap it around barbecue pork instead of the ground mm. with pork with the mar- mushrooms and this and that. So I mean, it's still good. It tastes delicious. It's just not Hanoi banh quen. Right. <laughs> right. So I want to s- talk to you both more about the time you spend in Vietnam and having children. But we're coming to the end of today's show. So uh, hopefully our. Our listeners will tune in if you if you'd come back next week to talk more if that's all right with you. Yeah. Sure, that's great. Nice. Thank you. Um, that's Vietnam for today. Thank you so much for joining us at home, at work, on your phone, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And a special thanks to today's guests, Mydo and Tom Lasher. Tune in next week to listen to us chat about raising biracial children, both here and in Vietnam. Our show is produced by Kim Vu and Grant Morris. Our technical director is Chris Keogh. Our web guru is Dr. Cliff Brigden. Our theme song was composed by Taylor Smith and performed by the Swamp Lilies. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by Presonus Audio Electronics. Presonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products, including Studio One Music, production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Aeros studio monitors, and much more. Visit www.presonus.com for more information. You can follow us at Twitter, at It's New Orleans. You can like us on Facebook, we're at It's New Orleans. And you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher. You can listen to our other Vietnola shows on our website, itsneworleans.com, as well as our other shows, Happy Hour, Out to Lunch, Mindset, True to the Game, and Midnight Menu Plus One. Keep up with all kinds of fun happenings here at Vietnola by getting on our mailing list. Sign up on our website, itsneworleans.com. Vietnola was recorded today in the lovely city of New Orleans. If you'd like to be a guest on Vietnola, we'd love to have you. Drop us a line. You'll find all the info on our website. Vietnola is produced by INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For everyone here at Vietnola, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode of Vietnola. Until then, I'm Kim Vu. Bye.
2: summer's almost over, but at Old Navy the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822-828 and online 822-824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.